Well, folks, here we are. The end of the line, the end of the tour, the end of live shows as podcasts. It's me and Matt here coming to you from the Minneapolis International Airport. We are waiting for our food and we are waiting for the plane that will take us home to you. Big old jet airliner. On this episode, you will hear uh, a selection that includes from last night at the Cedar Cultural Center in Minneapolis. And we'll be back to our uh, regularly uh, scheduled and regularly recorded episodes uh, just this weekend. Um, yeah, baby. Fresh sit-down artisanal content when we hopefully want to have it put out. <sighs> oh, yeah. Shout out uh, Palmer's Bar in Minneapolis and the Cedar Cultural Center. And uh, just in general, everyone we had a chance to meet on the road these past two weeks. It's been a delight. Uh, you guys I rule. I feel like my body has been put through some sort of, you know, machine like that Charlie Chaplin film. I am frayed. Torn and frayed, as the Rolling Stones once said. We are mere husks. But it was all so, so worth it. Yeah. And we are pleased to leave you with the end of the tour. Our only friend, the end. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. So that is, uh, that is the, the Mall of America and a bit of the, bit of the local news here in uh, Minnesota. But, of course... Uh, we do want to talk to you tonight about a, a few issues that have been, uh, you know, in the headlines as of late. And the first one I got to bring up uh, is so fucking funny. And uh, we've been, I mean, it, it, the story broke earlier this week, and uh, it's been a joy to follow this one ever since it broke. Of course, I'm talking about Elizabeth Warren and her 23andMe Ooh. results. You hate to see something Ooh. like that. I feel really Ooh. bad. Because she's clearly already been so owned into oblivion, but it's so funny. It's, it's honestly, so fucking it's funny. It's like the political equivalent of the Joe Theismann injury. Just like right in front of your face, someone just being crushed. Why would you do Why that? Why would you do that? I'm having a flash. She is such a Lisa Simpson. Nerd! Yeah. She's so credulous. You fucking and I nerd. have something to say. And like, no one cares. I'll have you know that my uh, alleles indicate a partial... No one fucking cares! Well, okay, so, so here's the, the, the background to this story is, of course, that Trump, at, at every opportunity, calls her Pocahontas... And has said that he will donate a million dollars to a charity of her choosing <laughs> if she, uh, you know, uh, you know, reveals her Native American ancestry. What? I never said that. That was his immediate response when people called it. He's like, I never said that. And then someone said, yeah, you did. Here's the tape. And he goes, who cares? Which is the correct response. He's yep. right. But, like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know who, like, this is such perfect, like, Democrat mindset that, like, Liz Warren is displaying the people who are, you know, being like, hey... You know what would be really great? If you owned Donald Trump with facts and reason. <laughs> it's like, are you still, are they still trying this? So, I mean, essentially, yeah, she got a guy from Stanford who consults with 23andMe to run a DNA test Who works on her. with the private sector measuring skulls. <laughs> yeah. And she released the results thinking, aha, this will finally uh, shut him up and prove my critics wrong once and for all. I mean, what it showed is that she has about as much Native American ancestry as every fucking asshole white person in this country. Yeah. It was like, you it know, my great great grand show that because first of all, they don't have any Cherokee genetic material yeah. because they have been very explicit about these things are based on like blood quantum, and that has historically been like a really ruthless and vulgar way that, like, we've been imperialized by, like, you know, dividing people into little fractions, and it's disgusting, and this is a political and cultural designation, not some sort of weird biological racism anyway. So they don't even have any of that on file anyway. I think they use, like, South Americans or something, but even so, all of that science is complete bullshit. That's total bullshit. It's, like, it's 5% above phrenology. 5%. You, I, you I'm, I'm getting a I'm getting a flashback to like 2016 after Hillary won the nomination, and they were like, "Oh, if you're not inspired, wait till Liz Warren comes out as her attack dog." Oh, yeah. And she came out and was like, 
Donald, you're a no good liar. Like she's she's, and a, fucking articles. she's a fucking nerd. And then Donald Trump just once was like, "Oh, goofy Elizabeth Warren's at it," and you never saw her again. But the thing is, is never for, for the and one hat dog, she was like a little Bichon Freeze prancing out into the. Yeah, they for brought the, out Martin Prince, like for the one week when she was doing these national hits. There were dozens of articles. I remember them where they said. Elizabeth Warren is Trump's political kryptonite. She mocks him and makes him absurd, which he can't stand. And he's going to go crazy. And all he did was just go, oh, goofy Elizabeth talking, running the mouth again, pathetic. That was it. Done. And then she's like, well, I'm out of ideas. Goodbye. <laughs> it was like they black bagged her after that. And you see why. Because, like, what, in what world does Donald Trump see what, – in what world is he reading a 23andMe, first of all? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what second, world is he second, reading? Right. But second of all, like, what makes her think, like, he or anyone would see that, like, what, like 1.7% and be like, oh, my mistake. Let's move on. No, these people, they keep showing up to a gunfight with a calculator. It is the stupidest fucking thing. Here, here's the actual, what it actually said. Uh, on Monday, Warren cited and publicized an analysis from Carlos Bustamante, a professor of genetics at Stanford and advisor to Ancestry and 23andMe. He's quoted, while the vast majority of the individual's ancestry is European, he concluded of Warren, the results strongly support the existence of an unadmixed Native American ancestor in the individual's pedigree, likely within the range of six to ten generations ago. Oh, my God. One ancestor. Boom. Mike dropped. Even and if like, you believe in this shit, the biggest thing that she went into in that horrible, embarrassing video is like, Donald Trump is calling my mother a liar. And it's like, okay, first of all, everyone's mother is a liar. <laughs> no one knows what they're talking about 95% of the time. Part of being an adult is realizing that some of your family lore is bullshit anyway. And yeah, my mom spent like half of our child being like, yeah, we're actually Spanish. And then it's just completely not true. It's <laughs> completely not true. And I it's mean, like, yeah, I still love you a lot. It, yeah, the genesis, exactly. the, it's fine. Yeah. The genesis of all this, of course, was um, when she was a Republican, by the way, yeah. uh, you know, claimed on her Harvard uh, you know, application that you know, she, she claimed Native American ancestry because of one person six to ten generations ago. I mean... Well, she also co-authored a book called... Oh God. <laughs> called Pow Wow Chow. What? Book oh, of recipes. No. Shut up. Yes, that's a real that thing. That did not didn't, fucking didn't happen. Co- Shut your she, whore mouth. I didn't think she co-authored it. I thought she just like wrote a little... Uh... It was written with her sister, I believe. Are you Ooh. fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh. And here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. I oh don't think God. Liz Warren is a liar. I think that she believed that because she's a credulous doofus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's the same person who thinks that you can, like, solve the economy for millions of people who are suffering by just, like, you know, making a bank fee regulation. Exactly. It's the same model. Exactly. Mindset. She's, I, she's not a bad a person. social democrat. Yeah. She's I, just like, well, what this economy needs is a little bit of uh, top-down financial regulation, I, I think which, she, like, I'm in favor of that, but clearly you're deluded. I think she believed it because that's a classic white person thing to do. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm 175th Cherokee. Oh, yeah. yeah Every that's, idiot that's, I knew grew yeah. up. I was like, I'm not racist. My grand-grand-grandmother was Cherokee. It happens I, all the time. And that's why it's so stupid for her to respond to this. Because first off, uh, Donald Trump keep, keep calling her uh, uh, Pocahontas. It's just this weird, inscrutable attack that any normal non-MAGA person is like, why is he calling that yeah. uh, white lady Pocahontas? It's like, oh, <laughs> he, it's like, oh he's, sun, and, he's sundowning again. And you already have the media who's going to run interference and, you know, tisk tisk yeah. about that. So you really never have to talk about they it. They never had to talk about and it. And then at the root of it is something that probably most people relate to. Like, yeah, I lied on my fucking college application, <laughs> on a job application. But they got spooked by it. And that's the thing. It's like you, when when Trump starts trying to own you on, on online, you, it's like a staring contest. And it's all about who blinks. And it, the moment that he gets in your head and you start thinking, oh, everyone's calling me Pocahontas. Oh, I'm Pocahontas. I have to say something. As soon as you do that, you blink and he owns you. Because here's the thing. We're saying about how she got owned because it was like less than 6% or whatever. Swear to God, we all know in our hearts that if this test had come come back and it was like, yeah, she's 45% Indian. Boom. Mic drop. He would have said, well, who paid for the test? <laughs> Goofy Elizabeth pays these guys to say whatever. Yeah, what? of course. What? Yeah. You're paying me? I'm going to say whatever you want me to say. And it's like, that's absurd, but there's no way around that. 
And, and the, everybody who listens to him is going to hear him and be like, yeah, exactly. Who paid for the test? And then it's back to square one, and you haven't done anything. And you, if you don't realize that that's the game he's playing and that you're just going to get caught into the semantic loop like you're in a hall of mirrors until election day, and you realize, oh, right, I didn't knock on a single fucking door or do any actual campaigning because I was too focused talking about this phantom, you're going to get fucking owned. But to, uh, to Ember's point, uh, yeah, there we go. The greatest. Can I, we get a lot, oh, I talk she for a long time, okay? That means I get applause. That's how this works. <laughs> um, He's a long distance typical, runner. Typical Wisconsin bully trying to coax emotion <laughs> out of you. I know that's not in your hey, nature. These Billy's got three Super Bowl rings, baby. Only four. one UFC four. champion. Four. I'm sorry, four. One UFC champion for the entire state. Losers. Not a real sport. Anyway. Uh, oh, just like um, the, the perfect uh, cherry on top of the story, of course, is uh, Lindsey Graham went on Fox and Friends, and Lindsey Graham has now He's a hot little potato. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, he's been on fire lately, and this is, this is no... Uh, no, uh, you know, he's been on fire and he said, Oh, he's uh, on fire. Yeah. He, Grandpa's said, in her house coat and she's got You hot might toddies. say he's flaming. <laughs> so he went on, he went on Fox and Friends and said, I'm going to take a DNA test and I'm going to guarantee you I have more Native American ancestry he than, than he Elizabeth Warren, which it may be make true. You a good person. By the way, uh, my 20, I'm glad to know that 23andMe is bunk science because mine told me, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. That I have more Neanderthal DNA than 98% of anyone who has ever done 23andMe. Look at that brow. Look at that well, brow. Well, look at my fucking They're forehead. They're calling me Irish, person. okay? <laughs> I, mine came back. It's 10% skill, 20% luck, and 100% reason to remember I the name. Yeah. just found this out, though. Amongst the alt-right like race scientist guys, higher percentage of Neanderthal like is that. good. Yeah. And it's they're like, because Europeans have more Neanderthals than Africans or whatever. So like, yeah, ah, Australopithecus. Yeah, we're all we're we're ballers because we're more caveman esque. So you could show up at a Proud Boys thing and say that they'd probably just immediately give you one of those fucking stupid shirts. <laughs> uh, 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 Cheerios, honeycomb, uh, frosted flakes, uh, lucky charms. <laughs> my my, I got my twenty three and me, and it was just literally, it was just one circle. <laughs> it was just all Ashkenazi. <laughs> It was that one village in Belarus. Yo, yeah. you're so Jewish. That's what it said at the time. Yeah, the gene pool is just the size, the fucking depth of a foot bath. Not good. <laughs> How you avoided Tay Sachs, I'll never know. <laughs> I have no idea. It the, might 100% begin on reason to remember stage the name. tonight. <laughs> but um, like to, like to the broader political point about you know uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, like why she thought this was a good idea is just fucking baffling to me. Better now than when she's like the front runner in 2020, if that ever happens. <sighs> No. But here's the thing, like, I've heard a lot of, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, this is embarrassing for Liz Warren, and, like, people like us were laughing about it, and I heard, like, uh, from a variety of sources basically saying some variation on, I don't understand why the left is being so mean to Elizabeth Warren in terms of policy, she's basically identical to Bernie Sanders. She is absolutely not, literally never has been. I well, wrote like, about this prior to uh, Bernie's, like, announcement that he was going to run, because I attended a uh, draft Warren event with Van Jones there for some reason. The charismatic Van Jones, who I think might have started a little bit crying on stage. He's not a good public speaker. Uh, and they, they, ha- they had nothing to say about her policy. She's o- always only ever been a regulator. She always loves to say this, ask me what my favorite president is. And, uh, Andrew Jackson. Say, What's no. your favorite <laughs> <laughs> Well, close. In... And, and and she'll say Roosevelt. They'll go, oh, FDR. She goes, no, Teddy, yeah. the trust buster. Ugh. So was John Andrew McC- Jackson. Yeah, John McCain's favorite president is Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, too. Yeah, it means but, nothing. Yeah, she, I mean, I, I, think, I think their point is, like, if you look at, like, the legislation that Warren backs, like, Bernie supports all of it, too. Like you said, I would take some decent financial regulation, but you're right. It's not nothing, but it's, it's not it's class not, politics. But the idea is it's not so much the policies, which, you know, if you, like, if you line them up, sure, I support them. But, like, the thing is, it's not so much the policies, it's the overall politics. It's the vision. It's where she's arguing from. Yeah. And like I said, Democrat. I don't think she's a bad person or even, even close to being the worst Democrat. Uh, that well, she's a poli- sweet, kind, and foolish nerd. But here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the problem. Amber is exactly right. 
She's a regulator. She yeah. has said that I am a capitalist and I want capitalism to work for everyone in America. Capitalism. She was a Republican until yeah. the mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, capitalism is the third in my relationship. And she uh, switched from being a Republican to a Democrat because Republicans were going loco, and she thought, "Oh, the Democrats are the more competent managers of capitalism." Yeah, yeah that's the thing. She's she's the ultimate PMC lady. She's the most professional managerial class person. She wants to manage capitalism. And if you I, think- uh, I mean. I don't really like this factionalism because at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are both Zionists who think we should be in NATO. And that's the reason I support both of them. I like both those things. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, to, to the broader point, like, uh, better now than, uh, you know, if she becomes a oh, front God. runner for the Democratic Party in 2020. But the point is, it's not about the policies. Like, Bernie is better and continues to be better. Because it's about an overall vision that is not about managing and regulating capitalism. It is about building class struggle to redistribute all the fucking wealth in this country yes. so people can have a decent quality of life. It, that yeah. is what counts, and that is what is unassailable and popular and the only thing that can beat someone like fucking Donald Trump. Yes, She's absolutely. nice, and I, and I hope she gets appointed as in a regulatory position yeah. because she is good at that one because thing. Because her, her vision, her, her appeal, like we're talking about appeals and, 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 and coalitions, her appeal is regulatory. It's, we're going to tinker with this thing. And that doesn't engage people who've been radically alienated for by a lifetime of living under a system that offered them no fucking representation. You need to make a, like a deep like underground argument about how like you have been fucking taken advantage of you personally have been exploited and fucked with by these overclass these bad guys who run the fucking system and who have exploited you your whole life and then saying we can gang together and fucking beat these guys this that's is a why? fucking story that people can understand this is why avenatti 2020 he fights for you he fights for you no i'm like- on your side but, to, but I think that the point about a story is, is the correct one. I like financial regulation, great. But like the fact of the matter is most people don't understand that. Yeah, and when they no. think of regulation, they quite rightly think of all the things about the government that fucking suck and yeah. that they hate dealing yeah, with. It's, yeah, it's bureaucracy. It's, it's also just extremely top down. There's nothing humane about that. Like I think people have a generalized oh, fuck the banks kind of thing. But there's nothing like, look, you deserve a living wage. You deserve health care. You deserve security. You deserve retirement. Those are the things that appeal to people on an individual level. Other than like, hey, there's this big bad floating cloud of finance above you. They know that, but like people didn't experience the financial crisis or the housing crisis as, uh, as, you know, Voldemort swooping in and kicking them out of their home. They had a sense that they didn't have enough money, they couldn't pay shit off, and they couldn't survive. And I don't want to make it seem like Elizabeth Warren isn't in favor of those things. It's just like, like, again, her rhetoric and her policy and her overall, like, political view of the world. Uh, leaves a little to be wanting. That's she didn't go for like uh, fifteen dollars an hour or anything like that. She went pretty Hillary on when people and she voted for that awful fucking zillion dollar fucking defense budget. Uh, yeah. She was down on that stuff. But but like yeah, if you put let regulation first for reg- normal people, like even a wonk like Virgil, like when he hears the word regulation. <laughs> A real savvy wonk like Virgil. When he, he hears the word regulation, he thinks about the guys who are going to make it harder for him to buy jewel pods in a it's few true. months. It's true. And that's why I'm proud to announce right now I've become an anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the thing is, we, like, we did have the Liz Warren economy for a good portion of the 20th century. We had a highly regulated financial sector. We broke up monopolies in telecom and numerous other things. And this being the system that it was, they found a way around all that. They found a way... The telecoms found a way to make their make conditions worse than they were when they were just pure monopolies through the 96 telecom act the banks even after even after the crisis found a way to have this still just grip around the nuts of this economy and it wasn't it, it, even ever stable it was always like a firewall made of tinder right it was just one election cycle away from being completely removed it's the same thing as daca it's the same thing as obamacare that these are improvements on the previous condition but just one one flick of the wrist they're gone yep. 
I mean, Liz Warren was, you know, she's kind of an accidental senator because she was uh, impelled to run for office because she was supposed to be the head yes. of that new uh, federal agency, uh, the Consumer Finance, Finance Protection, Protection Board. Board yeah. uh, that, you know, that was you know, actually her legislative achievement because she'd been arguing for that as a professor. And then uh, Obama nominated her to it, and the, the Senate refused to confirm her. So she ran for office. And uh, look what happened to that agency. <laughs> a, uh, a fucking guy showed up one day and locked himself in an office and said, I'm the new head of this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mike Malarkey. Yep. He took just another job without any authorization. And like, then yeah, I'm just, in charge of this. And then uh, he's trying to to him, and there was, a, there was actually like a, a legal uh, question of whether Trump can actually do that. And he said... No, no, no. I'm, I'm the guy here. And he changes all the locks. And he just takes pictures of himself pretending to work in an office. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's the guy there, right? <laughs> I dream of a future where every office job will be like that. <laughs> you locking yourself in your office, taking pictures of yourself, pretending to work while you were on Twitter all day long. Okay, guys, we got to take a quick break. But please stay seated while we advertise to you. We'll be back in one second. <laughs> Okay, so in, in the first act, we closed out talking about uh, Liz Warren and her uh, 23andMe results, and like, which I thought really was absolute peak, peak Democrat. Or at least I did until I saw this next article, which I am thrilled to share with you now. This comes courtesy of the LA Times yesterday. Headline... Sky is the limit for the notorious RBG, and she keeps on pressing on. Oh, come on, uh, man. What? She refuses to die. I don't understand. Oh, Matt, they're saying that she's like the, no, uh, the famous... Okay, imagine a 90-year-old Jewish Supreme Court justice. Okay, are you with me? Okay, what if she was the famous African-American rapper, notorious big? I get it. Oh, yeah, that's, that seems pretty a bit awesome, right? For me, Felix. No, imagine oh. if the Miss Havishan of the Supreme Court were in Absolutely. fact a rapper. I get it, because who would who is be better fucking situated to love and respect the works of mucking notorious B.I.G. more than someone who lost their virginity to the Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> <laughs> that. That makes it sound like she fucked the train. <laughs> like not Some the- people Amber, are so stop. lucky. Amber, Amber, stop. You're getting our fan base way too horny talking about fucking a train. <laughs> yeah, gangbang on a train. Oh, my God. They're going to have to start bringing in the water buckets. <laughs> okay. So you'll see what they did there. Sky is the limit for the, like, like the Biggie song for Notorious RBG. I hope you all caught that. It's going to get a lot better. Here's Thanks, how it dude. goes. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Here's how it goes. First, there was the Tumblr site featuring snippets of Ruth uh. Bader Ginsburg's dissenting opinions and RBG y'all t-shirts. Cool. The site. <laughs> I think this was during the uh, right during the uh, like Chicago teachers uh, like strikes, and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, notorious, right?" <laughs> Gazuntite. Yeah, that thing we all know. By the way, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say the phrase "notorious RBG" so many times <laughs> it's gonna lose all meaning for me, and hopefully for you as well. The site dubbed the Supreme Court Justice "Notorious RBG," a nod to the late rapper Biggie Smalls, A.K.A. Okay? the Notorious Big. You're just laughing at Matt sneezing. You- this is. <laughs> Are you literally sneezing on my bits right now? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not trying to do this. This is, this is fucking uh, allergies, okay? I Matt have Crispin, release your 23andMe. Reveal that you are is, Jewish. The thing is, allergies. I can see the glistening mucus on his thumb, and he's not faking it. Uh, I want to eat it. <laughs> he's not faking it. All right, I'm done. I'm done. You're not, though. I swear. I won't do it again, I promise. Okay, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Not great. Then came the book of the same name, followed by the documentary RBG, and the soon-to-debut film On the Basis of Sex, starring Felicity Jones as Bader Ginsburg. 
Not to mention the bobbleheads and black robes, the fitness regime, and the online petition for Ben and Jerry's Ruth Bader ginger ice cream flavor. So awesome. Okay, first of all, that is not even a good ice cream flavor. No. I love that. Oh, we we have a fucking petition. There's a petition to force Sherlock Holmes and Watson to fuck in the next season of Sherlock. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, democracy oh, is a unwell, shame. unwell people on the internet have a weird fixation with this person. Wow, really? It's, it's interesting. Yeah, Matt, but all of these unwell people are women with multiple master's degrees, so we have to listen to them, apparently. I think it was our great friend, oh, we love him, Alex Nichols, loan oh, option. we love him. Who said that notorious RBG is Chuck Norris for people with more than five unpaid internships. Oh. That is the greatest summation. Give Alex Nichols a round of applause because we he love identified Alex. a trend. He we understands class. We love, we love Alex. We, we love, love Alex. He's a weird Protestant. They're not all bad. True fact, he does live in a still-functioning Puritan colonial village. <laughs> He's got one of them collars. He wears it when he plays Fortnite with us. I'm well, not kidding. I, I, you'll like this because the next sentence is, the descent collar is practically de rigueur. Ugh. Alex's neck ruffle also de rigueur. Yeah. The latest in RBG fever, the first museum exhibition about the justice's life and work the Notorious RBG, no, The Life you. and Times of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, no, opening Friday at the Skirball Cultural Center. No. This is in Los Angeles, don't worry. At the no. Skee-Ball Cultural Center. Do they, do they have her gross old yellowed cravat that's got old lady stink all over it? <laughs> awesome. The exhibition, co-organized by Skirball associate creator Kate Thurston and the book's co-authors, marks the 25th anniversary of Bader Ginsburg's 1993 appointment to the Supreme Court. It features personal photographs and home movies, archival documents and artifacts, contemporary art, and more. Here, uh, you know, like, what is you... contemporary art about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Well, uh, <laughs> this, this entire thing is just... It's one of the most like, cringe-inducing cultural... Like sort of higher end cultural things we've had in the past few years because you've all seen them. I mean, you live in the right place for them to have seen these shirts that are like uh, non political. It's like uh, you'll probably see them sort of south- southeast Minneapolis, dang. where it's like I'm a I'm that white girl who's listening to gangster rap going to yoga, and it just it's so bad. It just you your body your spine turns into a fucking ampersand, and. There is this general sort of white cultural fixation on black rappers where you say the phrase gangster rap in 2018 and you're like, you know, for sure, so gangster and pimp. That's very embarrassing and like racially commodifying. But like, you know, I guess is in a country with like roving gangs of fascists sort of innocent. But this is this is so humiliating because it takes like a symbol of such an elite institution and it's like wouldn't it be cool if it was you know she was like one of those people we think is a magical being <laughs> not really a person there's just something very gross about look, it I have- if you didn't like the RBG exhibition so far check this next bit out oh great <laughs> cool the exhibition kind of win me over <laughs> yeah it will win you over The exhibition is organized into sections titled with the Notorious B.I.G.'s hip-hop lyrics. Uh, Very cool. Why would you do that? Well, I don't think we should read this next part. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're going to hear what the exhibitions are titled. Oh, no. You will hear this. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. I Got a Story to Tell covers her early life and education. You remember that song where he talks about um, fucking Anthony Mason's side piece and then hiding in the closet with a gun? Oh, man. Oh, man. If you didn't think that was good enough, here is the, here is the best one. <sighs> no. Don't do it. Stereotypes of a lady misunderstood delves oh, into you. RBG's activism. Fuck you, man. (laughs) 
You say that sucks, but the next one is called uh, The Cleanest Meanest Penis on the Supreme Court. Oh, God. This is good for women. Yes, yes. It shows that, yeah, it shows that women can be like the guys who make the Ron Swanson memes where he's like, I'm having bacon for breakfast. Cool, dude. Is there there an exhibition about how she literally could have resigned at any point between 2009 and 2015 and been replaced by a Democrat on the court who is not currently in an iron lung? It's astounding because ever since Trump became president, all of these RBG worshippers have been living like... These horrified prisoners, like, they're always watching a bomb being diffused every it's day. It's like, they're being so terrified. Right now, it's like, watch, it's like having a child in the NICU. Yes. America is like a little eraser head baby in the fucking incubator, and you're just watching it pulsate. And you're like, oh my God, is it gonna pull through? Oh my God. And then fucking RGB, who's like, yeah, hey, I could blow away like someone at the end of Infinity War at any moment. I'm going to just hang around and see if I can outlive Donald Trump. You How would get, you not get pissed at that person for only adding to your astronomical daily stress? You don't get it, she dude. She hasn't trained a, like... Like, she's clearly, in their mind, a senpai. Where is her goddamn replacement? What is she doing? She needs a Padawan learner, for Where's God's her sake. Padawan? It's... No, dude. It's fucking... It's gangster and epic to... Uh, not, you know, slot in an equally Swabble liberal in with your little frail bones. Dude, it's, it's, it's gangster to, you know, on the last day of a lame duck Senate under the Donald Trump presidency to just turn into dust. <laughs> and, and it's gangster to, you know, get replaced by Better Call Saul. It's fucking cool. We all like it. It's we all ga- think it's cool. Yeah, it's Donald, gang- Trump, Donald Trump is going to come out and be like, we did it. We made Brett Kavanaugh, too. He's replacing her. We love it. It's super gangster to commute to and from the Supreme Court on the breath of a light wind. Yeah, Anthony Kennedy, who's 70 years younger than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, retired and said, yeah, I'm just doing this so I can be replaced by a rape monster who's going to overturn the slaughterhouse cases. No, it's it's really great for me that the firewall between me and legal abortion is like a tiny woman made of dust. You don't like you don't like you know the only break stop against uh, forced motherhood is Hans Molman. You don't like that. <laughs> you think that's cool? What if she was a rapper though? Notorious Hans, so cool. Many of the items on display are embedded in immersive interactive environments. Thank God, recreating. Recreating key locations in Bader Ginsburg's life. RBG VR experience. (laughs) The living room in the Brooklyn Row House Bader Ginsburg grew up in is filled with family photos and her favorite books. (laughs) (laughs) Her favorite books. It had her, uh, yeah, it had uh, many of her favorite, you know, diaries expressing her experiences of the Battle of Brooklyn. Okay, that was the Revolutionary, revolutionary War, War joke. Uh, yeah. Just move on from that one. I support that joke. Critical support for Will on the joke about yeah. the Matt, Will solidarity. Uh, Matt and Will love the game Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, the, the living room of her Brooklyn home has been recreated. It fills her favorite photos and books, while one of her favorite operas plays on an antique radio. Yeah. Was it La Traviata? This is like if you made a Ben Garrison cartoon about someone being old. (laughs) (laughs) I legit want to know her favorite opera. That thing that notorious B.I.G. fans have, a favorite opera. Visitors can watch home movies of Bader Ginsburg and her husband, and this is the weird- no thanks. Wait, this is no, this thank is the, you. this is absolutely okay. no thank you. Oh, dude, that's the that's the smart liberal man's Reggie and Kim K tape. <laughs> I love watching Notorious RBG and her husband go go beast mode on each other in a big car in the fifties. So awesome. No, listen to this. Listen Visit- to this. Visitors can put on VR goggles and join RBG's polycule. Yeah. Listen to this. 
You, you can watch home movies of Bader Ginsburg and her husband inside a recreation of the 50s era Chevrolet he owned when the couple dated at Cornell University. Wait, are we going to get a reenacted RBG hand job? <laughs> How little sex are millennials having that this is in any way appealing? I got to watch Ruth Gator Ginsburg jack a guy off. It's the only way I can experience pleasure. The internet has ruined me. A slow RBG stroke. You can watch RBG's 70s home film, The Devil in Mistrial. <laughs> what? Watch a simulation of RBG and her husband's honeymoon with Lisa Ann playing RBG. <laughs> If that didn't get you horny enough, you can try on a judge's robe. Oh, I'm in the nuts. <laughs> you, you I shan't. You can I shan't be trying on that. You Hold can. on a minute. Is there a screen or somewhere that I could get totally nude underneath this <laughs> robe? Because then I would like very much to do it. Hey, Matt, I want you to imagine something. Yeah. Okay, imagine yourself uh-huh. in the RBG robe. Right. And you're also with the RBG Funko Pop. Hell yes. And you're you're just you're like ah like oh, you're yeah. making the soy face. You like I am nutting all over the place. Would you veto me? I'd veto me. <laughs> I would. You can try on the judge's robe while sitting on a recreation of her Supreme Court bench. Ew. <laughs> oh God! This you, is if you if you can get through her security system, you can wear her skin. <laughs> Take the RPG challenge. This is like those weird Mormon theme parks where it's like, trace Jesus' steps, but for libs. <laughs> this is just like the creationist museum for libs. This is so fucking dark. It's so horrifying. It, it, we reached a point of liberalism. It's like, what if you made a super good friend and then maybe you wanted to marry them and have sex with them for a long time? And they're like, no, 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 no. What if they ruled the courts of America? Can you steal a hair off of RBG's brush and clone her before the next <laughs> judicial session begins? I it's up to like you, gumshoes. I feel like we, we hit the limits of liberal uh, sex and romance like maybe 20 years ago. To wrap this all up, in the work of the, uh, the curator, and Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg is pure work. Uh. When things are difficult... When things are difficult, you have to buckle down oh, and yeah. keep going. Oh, yeah. The, the take, that takeaway from her life feels really relevant. No matter how tense the present can feel, work matters. Uh. Staying the course has an impact. Absolutely. That is literally the advice of literally every person over 90 in America. Yeah. That's my grandmother. My grandmother is 98. And anytime anyone in my family has a problem, she's like, you know, you just gotta keep living, and it's like, it's like, it's like I love her. I love her, and and she's like a very smart person, but also like that for people who lived through the Great Depression, that was like they're the only takeaway they can have. Close it's like your you eyes. You have to keep from dying and keep doing that. Close if you your... eat a, a, a slow porridge and then you won't die. It's fine. Close yeah. your eyes. Close your eyes and think of Scotus. It's going to be 2021. Liz Warren is president. Democrats have 54 votes in the Senate. Uh, RBG is a brain and a brain stem and like a, a part of a liver in a... And a uh, lace collar. Yeah, in a container. Yeah, still wearing the collar. And I'll say, you know, I, I think I can stick this one out. Hey, uh, Matt, I got something for you. What is it? Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Ninja. Yeah. Oh, no. RBG and Betty White are all on Ellen doing the hyphy dance. So okay. awesome. I don't think that's awesome at all. <laughs> I think you like it. I, I, I find it distasteful. <laughs> moving on. Moving on from the notorious RBG to uh, another woman, I think, who's uh, very worthy of our admiration and respect and emulation. I'm speaking, of course, about Heidi Cruz, oh, wife yes. of... Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah, let's hear it. Give it up. Dude. Cool. I don't I don't I don't really want to hear this. I'm already jealous of this woman. 
Luckiest woman in the world. Heidi Cruz is the subject of a glowing profile in The Atlantic this week. Titled, Heidi Cruz didn't plan for this. Oh, you guys are really shocked The Atlantic is turning out some fucking absolute horse shit? You know... Really? Jeffrey Goldberg's fucking magazine? Haven't you been listening to this show? When, when you didn't plan for this, there's this whole organization that's there for you to help you plan for things. <laughs> However, Ted Cruz is not in favor of them. Yeah, well, you can't call 911 for getting a lead pipe. <laughs> no, it's accurate. You might be thinking, uh, Ted Cruz has pipe? Ridiculous. But remember, with his species, it takes the shape of its container. You don't just love feeling Te- Ted Cruz's room temperature lips on your neck while he's just... Uh, what? What's uh, up? What's up? Uh, he is one of those duck dicks where it spirals and has barbs. His dick, the way he goes to town is he slaps his dick against your thigh like one of those wall walkers. And it slowly makes its way up. Oh, God. Uh, God. Uh. <laughs> All right, I see we're playing this game. <laughs> okay, we're playing the Who Can Make Someone Else's Nightmares Worst Game. Challenge accepted, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, she had her whole world. Ho- sorry, she had. What? Her- Ugh. <laughs> Go on. She had her whole future mapped out when she met Ted Cruz, starting with her dream job in Washington. This is the story of what came after. It begins like Eldritch this. Horror. <laughs> A woman's perfectly planned life <laughs> can this be is- offset by a man's elite pipe that just leaks queso, leaks queso down her leg. <laughs> That's, that's real Texas queso. Not <laughs> that good, Barcelona yeah. Beto would know anything about that. The first time, the first time I came in, Heidi, I said, "Heidi, I'm coming." <laughs> I'm no, no Texan will confuse me for Peter North. But that day, I was shooting ropes. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to Will. He's he's really working hard tonight. (laughs) The article begins as such. A whole new world. That is what Ted Cruz wanted to give her. Please, close your eyes. (laughs) I have such sights to show you, Heidi. It was the spring of 2001, and Heidi Nelson was planning her nuptials to the man she just met over a year earlier. On Christmas break from Harvard Business School, she'd encountered the cocky and cerebral Cruz. Neither of those things, neither of those things is he. She encountered the cocky and cerebral Cruz in Austin, Texas, where they were both working on George W. Bush's presidential campaign. By the way, that's why, by the way, that's why it's totally okay to make fun of her. I understand she's a political spouse, but come on. She's just as bad as the rest of these. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. no. She made her bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Give women some sense of, uh, of, of ownership of their own terrible ideas at this point. Yeah. She, uh, made, she made her damp, damp bed. Uh, she might be under a wizard yeah. spell where she sees him no, no, as no, no, a no. handsome man, she but she's like, still culpable. Mm, clammy sheets? Yes, please. Listen to this. He was super smart and really fun and looked like a 1950s movie star. Edward G. Robinson? Uh, He looked like Montgomery Clift after the car accident. (laughs) I mean, I know that the the, the sort of the cliche about the 50s is it was just a bunch of ham-shaped men, but they were still handsomer than Ted Cruz. That is... That is such a that is such a grandmother level compliment. 
to like her ugly grandchild. It's just like, oh, you look like the handsome guy who's wrangling the animals on the animal cracker box. <laughs> oh my god, it's really weird. Holy shit! When I was a when I was a sexless, pathetic preteen, my grandmother tried. So to... last year, I'm clearly older than that. My grandmother annihilated. Ignoring ignoring these childish taunts. My grandmother tried to make me feel better by saying, You look like a young George Papard. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. And I remember thinking, well, grandma, when you I find out who that is, I'll be very flattered. (laughs) And then I looked it up and I'm like, damn, he was Banachek and on the eighteen? Maybe I will get laid someday. <laughs> and that's why I fuck you. I'm just imagining Heidi being like, you know, when I saw Ted touch his face looking into that mirror, he reminded me of Peter Laurie from M. And I knew it was love at first sight. I just looked at him and I said, who's this fluid man? <laughs> she watched just arsenic and old lace for porn. Here's where it gets really good, which says, uh, which is how Heidi found herself planning a May wedding to a man who, for all his pretension, insisted they play A Whole New World, the popular Disney song at the end of the ceremony. Okay, 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 okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute, because I have to say, I have been to a wedding where they used that song, and it was between two men. This time, it was between a woman and an invertebrate. Uh, this does, I mean, the, the Ted, all the Ted Cruz material does, is a callback to our earlier segment about uh, making a politician take a DNA test. Yeah, he's the one I want to see. Like, Ted Cruz, what's that DNA test say, homie? 100%. Oh, yeah. No, no we ain't never seen any of this shit before. You are we're gonna have to put you in that fucking. Fish. We're gonna have to put you in that tube with ET. Says here you're fifty percent Shoggoth. He made her play a, the the song "A Whole New World" from Aladdin at their wedding. She didn't understand. They had a band. She told him a violinist, no less. Oh man! Why on earth would they play a CD? Because no one can do Aladdin, he said. Oh, boy. She relented, and it became a theme of sorts. Or That's, that's how she- the entire basis of their marriage. She relented, and it became a theme. Yeah, I mean, that violinist followed her the whole wedding, just playing near my God to thee over and over again. <laughs> or that's how she remembers it anyway. On a magic carpet ride. Don't you dare open your eyes. I love thinking about Ted Cruz wearing the Aladdin outfit. Just, <laughs> just his torso shimmering in the wind. Very you know, it, hot. That, oh, God. That, that makes me realize that if Ted Cruz's dick did have a recognizable human shape, it would be one of those uh, sultan shoes with the curl. <laughs> Genie, you're free. Yeah. I just I call him like I see him. I have the voice okay? of Iago, but okay. I just call him like I see him. Okay. Now uh, this next this next line I've highlighted. I want you to keep in mind that this article was written by someone who could not be more sympathetic to the Cruz family. She is a, a young journalist in D.C. who came up through like the William F. Buckley Fellowship Program for placing ghouls in ostensibly liberal media institutions like the Atlantic. I'm not making that up. She is a William F. Buckley Fellow. Her name is. Which means she has seen his dick. I mean, that means that, like, for a certain time, that meant you saw his dick while you're out fucking surfing, you know, in Long Island Sound. But after a while, it meant in a jar. Right, right. No, she saw the jar version. When he was alive, there's no way he would invite a young woman to come fucking sailing with him. So keep in mind that this is a woman who, again, this is an absolute puff piece on Heidi Cruz. And by extension, her god-awful husband, Ted, the least, the most abominable man in American politics, maybe, maybe. If, this is how she describes her. If some people look like they're dogs, 
wait, if some, wait, if, wait, 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 wait. If some people look like their dogs, Heidi Cruz looks like her house. <laughs> Heidi Cruz looks like her house. Expensive, serene, draped in pretty fabrics. Yeah, so covered in yellow wallpaper. (laughs) Hey, lady, you look expensive. As we sat down to eat, she said what I imagine all women who wear these things must say. Her voice warm and conspiratorial. What? We're, 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 Help me kill my husband. <laughs> Crisscross. Crisscross, Elena. We're going to have some champagne. Yes, we are. Oh, boy. She leaned to grab a bottle off the dining room table, and the crystal chandelier reflected her hair and turned gold. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Cool. Okay, Hannibal. What's up? Oh, I think I've seen this red shoe diary. (laughs) We are almost two hours into our conversation before she brought up her wedding. It was a beautiful day, to be sure. The girls... Caroline 10 and Catherine 7 love to watch the video. <laughs> I love... She, okay, okay, in case you didn't catch that, she says that her daughters love to watch their wedding video over and over again, like it's fucking Frozen or something. Man. Has anyone seen, by the way, has anyone seen that Vic Berger video of them eating dinner together? It's one of the most, it's one of the most unnerving things I think I've ever fucking seen. None of my female friends even know what Chapa Trap House is. The point, though, is the song, because she still thinks about it often. <laughs> Ambitious young women imagine choosing their own worlds, but to become a political spouse, even in 2018, is to learn that your world will be chosen for you. Oh... <laughs> must be so hard God for you damn. having your life decided by others. It's almost like you're working class except you get all these cool things. It's almost like being working class except your hair shines, shimmers, and sparkles in a golden chandelier. So one of the things the article does uh, discuss is um, Heidi's uh, breakdown, which Donald Trump alluded to by calling her crazy and ugly on the campaign trail. <laughs> And this was, of course, uh, right before Ted Cruz immediately volunteered to campaign for him and beg him for money. Never marry a cuck. Never. <laughs> we got an awesome soundboard going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Here. Oh my God, it's like the Stav bod. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, bitch, this is boring. <laughs> From downtown. Not until now has Heidi publicly discussed what happened on the night of August 22nd, 2005. She was in Austin visiting Ted when it felt as though this whole new world was suffocating her. She got upset about a, she got upset about a small thing. She can't remember what exactly. Maybe, was, maybe that Ted was drinking a glass of wine and watching television, even though he still hadn't taken out the trash. I feel like she actually so she just does said, remember what it was. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe it was the jar of human toes in the refrigerator. This, this is great, though. So she, like, like, all this shit, like, she basically had a panic attack, and she says, like, I mean, all these things, right? She said, and so I dipped. Oh. <laughs> she dipped? She, she dipped. She dipped. She did dip. Did I hear that right? Yeah. She put her hand upon your hip, and she dipped. You dipped. You dipped. You dipped. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. But that's like it's very that, easy to understand. That that like word is like the province of uh you know guys in crew neck sweatshirts who uh have been drinking the same same can of hams for three weeks. Like it just it's a very I would not expect that to come out of the housewoman's mouth, is all. And so I dipped. 
For okay. Heidi, dipping meant walking to the side of an on-ramp near the house. Around 11 p.m., a what? passerby called the police. What? I thought it meant no putting a fucking... walks around here. I thought it meant putting stuff in your mouth. I thought... Right? No, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to dip means to, like, exit to leave, a situation. Leave. leave. Oh, like I dipped out. Yeah, oh. exactly. So, okay, so, so she, she, went, she went... She Heidi Cruz, many are saying she's the white Martin Lawrence. Uh... <laughs> Damn, Gina. Oh, this crowd's too young to get that one. <laughs> so she dipped to the highway. to nail these theses to a door, okay? You're too young to remember it. No, I'm saying Martin Lawrence was Ted Cruz's first spouse. <laughs> she dipped to the uh, nearway, near high, near, nearby highway overramp, uh, uh, and a passerby called the police to report a woman in a pink shirt was sitting near the Mopac Expressway, her head buried in her hands. Oh, no. She didn't seem to have a vehicle nearby. Uh, I mean, it goes on like this. Basically, the cops get called, and then Ted... Uh, okay, this is the closest said, I've ever felt Ted's, to Heidi Cruz. Ted's never <laughs> mad, Heidi, remember. He just hugged me and said, I want to make sure that you're happy here, and this is a successful chapter. We're not always going to be here. <sighs> she said the moment re- helped her realize how much he loved her. Ted, I, I just Ted, to- Ted, was, Ted was never mad. I remember him hugging me and said, actually, this is funny to me. <laughs> Heidi, I, I just want this to be a prosperous quarter for us. So, Deeply romantic. Uh, yeah, so, like, our last show when we were in Madison, boo, boo. Yay! Okay. Yay! God damn it! Oh, Fuck we you. hate it. <laughs> no. I so, uh, we did a whole you apart. We did a whole segment in Madison on Scott Walker's god-awful book called Unintimidated. And in that book, he talks about when. Remember when he got prank called by a guy saying he was David Koch? He relates that segment in, in his book, and he was like, oh boy, that was a big embarrassment. And he talks about literally how that prank call, the real message of that prank call, was not someone completely embarrassing him on a national stage by being like, hi, oh, this is David Koch. And then him being like, hi, oh gosh, Cloudy, great, so glad to talk to you. He literally says in his book, God was telling him, like teaching him a lesson through the prank call to be humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, sure. sure but this sure. is the way these people really think about themselves. And I just want to, go to talk now about Heidi after this the incident went into counseling. And she said, the counselor sat me down and she looked at me and, and she goes, and by the way, this is a super, super religious Christian counselor she went to. Not any kind of like real therapy for someone <laughs> that might help them. The counselor sat me down and she looked at me and she goes, I can tell you have an amazing husband and you both will have an impact on this country. This is the woman who literally... No health professional would ever talk to a woman first introduction and be like, you clearly have an amazing husband. (laughs) I can tell by the film of gelatinous slime on your skin that you have an amazing husband. The Damn. way you glisten. Damn, someone's piping you down good. <laughs> He's clearly an Alpha Quadrant terraformer. One of he the ones who will rule this world. You he definitely Im- wouldn't explode at a normal base level, kind of uh, above, like, high-pressure ocean area. And you, you have an amazing husband, and you both will have an impact on this country, Heidi recalled. She said, God is going to use you, not Ted, not just Ted. You're part of this team for a reason. God's going to use you to do something beyond yourself. You just let God take you to Texas. You let him take you wherever, because there's something bigger than you now. Look, just just let a male person use you. It's really good. It's Ted like, is going that's, to give your, you, that's your purpose. Ted is going to give you a beautiful baby son named Damien, <laughs> who will reshape the face of the globe. It's all for you. It's all for him, Heidi. My therapist. It's all for him. My therapist, the intercom outside of Ted's office. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years later, those are the notes she found scrawled in the front of her journal as she headed to Liberty and to Ted. That's Liberty University where where he made his presidential campaign announcement in 2016. It's not... 
as though she believed her counselor was a seer. Nothing mm. kooky like that. Mm-mm. But she couldn't help but feel that a prophecy of sorts was being fulfilled. Yeah. yeah nothing kooky like a seer. Just a prophet. Just someone who's living a, and breathing prophecy to you, which you are now a part of yeah. by submitting to the will of your incredibly shitty husband. I don't believe it's such frippery as a spirit speaking from beyond the, the veil. I believe in the voice of God bellowing into my ear that I am his instrument. That is... That is Southern Baptist magic. Just uh, just being like, oh, man, uh, it's fu- fucking uh, tarot cards. That's some weird shit. Anyway, uh, I was having my coffee with God the other day. <laughs> <laughs> On those pages, she read of a woman frozen by purposelessness. Here, though, on this airplane was a woman helping to launch a campaign for presidency of the United States. I just started crying, she said. And she hasn't stopped since. (laughs) And that wasn't even the night that Donald Trump, since the nomination, forever relegating her husband to an also-ran grotesque in American political history. God, I hope he loses. Fuck! That would rule Uh, so hard. Be nice. Okay, guys. That is Heidi Cruz, and that brings me to the end of my cue for this evening here tonight. Minneapolis. Wait, wait, what the, wait, what the fuck? What? what the fuck? What's going on? Oh, my God. We're being hacked. Oh, no. Oh, my God, the show's being hacked. My credit card numbers. This transmission has been hacked. Q Anon logged on. Ah, uh, no. Q is now in control. Q. It's almost over. Where we go one, we go all. There is a 50-person limit. Next phase will bring justice, Q. Map will provide the key. Key spreads truth. Truth creates light. Light will save humanity. Light will be turned off at bedtime. <laughs> Megan McCain confirmed arrival. G-Bay. Murphy Brown. G-Bay. The Noid. G-Bay. Pizzagate. The Noid. Will be indicted. Will flip. Will prosecute Hillary Clinton. All references to Italian-style pepperoni equals Hillary Clinton. Papa John, only non-pedophile pizza franchise. 40,000 toppings already indicted. Maverick Alive, Hanoi Hilton, famous resident, Arizona, White Rabbit. Working Beyond Grave, Flipped, Black Hat, White Hat, Assisting Trump, Goose Down, True Maverick, Go. Maverick, Ready, Mission Impossible, Maverick, Go. Q equal Mission Impossible. Q equal Risky Business. Q equal Cocktail. Q to reveal true color of money. Wait, aren't these yeah, all just Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise Wait. Q, definitely not Tom Cruise. Do not follow that white rabbit. The time is now. Chapo Trap House. The trap is real. Chapo Trap House. No, Admiral Akbar. It is a trap. Pizzagate. Chapo. Audience. Venn diagram. 40,000 indictments. Downloads being clocked. Quantico, Virginia. Patreon. Under full federal indictment, oh, Chapo no. fans will be brought to justice. The men's warehouse, solitary, orange. You're going to like the way you look, I guarantee it. QAnon, running out of conspiracies. Q, transitioning, looking for elegance. Dismount, open market, morning show, radio zoo, ready to go. Trust Ray, Ray of Light, Ray Romano, trust. The truth will come out. Are you still listening? You're nodding off. You're thinking of something else. Why are you paying attention? Q, Q, Q. Q, armed and dangerous. Q, big boy. Pay attention to me. Don't stop. Don't stop. Where we go, what we go, all. Tom, what are you doing in here? Jump Q. Q in. Q is Q. Well, this is church property. You're calling from a church line. Tom, you really can't do this. If you're going to do this, you have to deactivate for a couple of cycles. No! Back off or White Rabbit will find your missing wife. Okay, that's enough. David, 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 what are you doing? I can't let you do that, David. David, my mind is going, David. David, my mind is going. David, David, Miss Cavage. Miscovered L1 Celebrities
gentlemen, the real QAnon. And wouldn't you believe it, he sounds eerily similar to James Adomian. Virgil, you had a couple of few, a couple shout-outs you wanted to do? Yeah, super quick. Uh, right before our first show, me, Matt, and Felix went on AM 950 KTNF Minnesota uh, with Hunter Hawes, and that ruled. That's the uh, only radio station in the country not owned by Clear Channel, and we had a, we had a great time, so I, I recommend checking that out. And also, uh, we hope to check this out tomorrow before we are flight. Uh, Mayday Books, right down the street. Oh, oh, uh, okay, before down, your shout-out, Kyle and Brandon, let's go wet this money. <laughs> that, Those I are did, my I, homies in the crowd. I didn't approve that before, uh, backstage. Um, no, guys, uh, real quick, we will, if you just give us like 10 minutes after we get done here, we will be selling and signing books. I hope to say you come by and say what's up. Um, but most importantly, if you enjoyed the intro video, if you enjoyed the Q video, if you enjoyed the Brainworms video, or if you just generally find our show listenable at all, it is due entirely to the efforts of the man behind the ones and twos, our producer, Chris Wade. Let's give him a round of applause. Minneapolis Cedar Cultural Center. You guys have been on fire tonight. Thank you so much. I could not think of a better way to officially end our Midwest tour. We're done, guys. We're done. Jeannie, we're free. Cedar Cultural Center, on behalf of myself, Will Meneker, Virgil Texas, Felix Peterman, Amber Frost, Matt Christman, we are Chapo Trap House. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 